Well, it's kind of a weird week, my friends, because Carl, who is normally sitting, well, not across from me, but but is, you know, normally the, the voice that is bouncing back off of mine, um, is under the impression that he's still entitled to a personal life outside of the podcast, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I don't have the heart to tell him otherwise, so he's still off on vacay with his family. He's going to be back in September, but it felt wrong to go all of August without giving any news, without, you know, looping you guys in on what's happening. And also, I didn't want Carl to come back in September and be like, hey, we've got 30 news topics because you've been away. So, I did a little bit of digging. I thought to myself, who in this great wide world would be an apt temporary fill-in, a substitute teacher, if you will, for Carl Eastman to come in and talk to us about the world of movies and, and television and streaming and all of that good stuff. And I found someone. So we are so excited to introduce to you Someone who at this point, I feel like, although I haven't known like since birth, the older you get, the long, the more, the bigger chunk of your life you've known someone. So I, I feel like I can say a lifelong friend at this point. Someone who I've, I DJ'd this man's wedding. This man stood up for me in my wedding. A man who I, for many years, only affectionately knew as... Capitan, a man who I can attest looks fantastic in the buff, and the star of The Last of the Snowblower Killers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Man Podcast, Sir Michael Wilson. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> Have you ever gotten such a, such like, you know, the accolades being thrown in your direction there? I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It, it's a uh, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> I feel like there's a ginormous bar that's been set up, and it's like, oh my word! Like they don't yeah. know what I'm like. They don't even get to no. see what I'm like. So you know, no. yeah. And I tried to hopefully, hopefully, I I dragged up some memories there, right? Oh. Like yeah, yeah. Snowblower killer and and Capitan, which I don't even know the backstory behind. It was just like that was. That was just the gospel truth. You knew that, you know, to heck with what his actual name is. This is, this is, it's Capitan. Hey, it was the duo at the time, Seabass and Capitan, and it just sounded right at that time. And actually, very few people actually called me Capitan. It was very sad. So, even you saying it now, I'm like, thank you very much (laughs) for the memory and for the respect that I needed. That's so funny. Did not your shirt say it on it yeah i even so i had to talk to our youth pastor at that time to actually put a little hat on top of the eye which apparently was not as easy as i thought it was going to be for no i'm sure because i'm sure whoever's printing the shirts they've got like a set alphabet right yeah (laughs) and so it's like oh well um so now i've got a very unique shirt somewhere and so yeah it's it's so funny because i'm thinking about like I'm thinking about an organization like a youth group that does not have, it doesn't have a massive spending budget for frivolous things. And, 
and the added cost that must have been associated <laughs> with that shirt. Just a little bit, though. Just a teeny Just a, bit. Yeah, like, yeah you know. probably, probably like an extra five bucks or something to to m- pull that off. But that's so funny. <laughs> but that's we so didn't, what, for what we didn't make up for in budget, I don't know if we ever did, I, I sure tried to make up for it in enthusiasm. So, like, maybe the name was warranted. I don't know. So, I just realized I left out one very important oh, no. acolyte. Oh, no. It was you and a gentleman named Matt Pearson <gasps> okay. that introduced me to, uh, on CD, sitting no, no. in a small little cinder block room yeah. on possibly the world's worst CD player. <laughs> Introduced me to and created a lifelong love of Johnny Cash. Yes, sir. So yes, that's sir. that. That probably I should have led with that because that is, I don't know. That's big. That's like, how big. can you forget a legend like Johnny? Like, come on. I'm, ah, I'm just dude. saying. Man. But like, that's that's what we're here for. We're we're here as dudes supporting yeah. one another. And like, you know, we were supposed to make sure you guys were taught right. So yeah, if we you're didn't supposed to build Johnny, into me as a human. Right. And right. how can you do that without the man in black? Without the man in black. I, I just may as well have gone, sorry, guys, I'm just quitting. Adios. Um, <laughs> have a wonderful day. Exactly. All right. So as mentioned, this is our new show. It's th- This is the show that's normally a weekly news show. Um, but Carl's been out of town, and so we've been slacking a little. Um, so this is not the news from the last week. This is the news from like the last two and a half weeks. And we've kind of condensed it down, thrown out some of the news topics that are maybe, you know, yeah, whatever. You've probably heard about it anyways. You formed your own opinions. Nobody really cares. Um, (laughs) and sort of condensed it down to a nice sweet list of, of hopefully honey. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do business as normal. Mike, are you ready? I, I, I think so. Um, my, I'm wearing the brown pants, if that counts for anything. That is a reference <laughs> that not everyone is going to get, but is certainly going to be relevant very shortly. Just saying. Very shortly. Okay, so kicking things off. Um, for those who don't know, we've talked about it a little bit on this show, but if you haven't heard about it, I'll bring you up to speed. Um, it is it is the era of Hollywood strikes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. things started out with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, um, threatened to strike had they not, you know, had sort of some of their terms met. And in fact, those terms were not met, and they went on strike. Um, and this affected several things. It, it basically meant that nobody could write, if you were a member of the Writers Guild of America, which most Hollywood writers are, you no longer could write anything. And this included several things and impacted several things. For example, people like James Gunn. Now, James Gunn mm-hmm. is a director, he's a producer, he's now the head of the DC Studios, But he is also a writer. And what Mm -hmm. the WGA strike meant was that because he is a member of the WGA, he was not allowed to put, at least for the duration of this strike, he's not allowed to put any pen to paper for the new Superman movie. Cheapers. Anything he's got written up until this point, okay, we can work with that, we could film it, we can, you know, whatever, but I'm not allowed to write, rewrite, or do anything of the likes on this new Superman film. 
Another example, something that, because for those who don't know, gosh, I'm trying to remember now, would it have been 2007, 2008 was the last time there was a big writer strike. And so that is why if you go through a streaming service of an older show, a sitcom or whatever, you'll likely see 24 episodes, 24 episodes, 24 episodes, 24 episodes. And then one season maybe has like, 15 or 17 episodes. And that oh. was because there was a big writer strike right. and there was no new television and there was no new anything. So these shows that are getting weekly rewrites and rights and new scripts coming out and blah, 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 they're all at a standstill. Wow. Especially a show like a soap opera, right? You've got your yeah, Young yeah. and the Restless, Bold and Beautiful, where you're every single weekday you're putting out a new hour-long episode, none of those scripts can be written. How are we supposed to know what happened to Derek? I'm telling you. Right, what exactly, happened to Derek? Right? How Who's he sleeping with now? You, right? You know? Did, it's, did it better not be Patrice. It can't did be Patrice. No. Um, <laughs> the, other thing that it, the other thing that it affected was, it, it's interesting, it also affects ad-libbing. Hmm. And so the example that we gave when this first hit was for Deadpool 3. In that, while shooting Deadpool 3, they are allowed to film and shoot what is on the page. Mm -hmm. What it meant was that someone like Ryan Reynolds had to stick to script. Oh, man. And could not ad-lib at all. Cheapers. Now that's still ongoing, and and it, this kind of happens every single time there's a new sort of landscape created. Every time the industry drastically changes, things need to be renegotiated, and often those negotiations lead to a strike. And so in this instance, it's the fact that we're now nipples deep in this <laughs> land of streaming. And with streaming... Oh, Things come into question like, well, what happens with residuals? Mm -hmm. How are writers and actors and so on and so forth getting paid from residuals? Because back in the day, mm -hmm. uh, when we we're dealing strictly with network television, every time your show ran in a rerun, you would get a kickback. Right now, that, that kick kickback became less and less as time went on, but mm -hmm. you would still get a kickback. Very interestingly, and this is now something that we're going to talk about in a, a topic coming up here, but mm. the actors are now all also on strike. Yeah. Which means not only can we not write anything, before when it was just the writer's strike, hey, we can't write anything, but hey, you know what? Your script's already written. Sweet. Go shoot it. Mm. Now, it does not matter. You cannot shoot because you, you don't have any actors none of the actors can work as long as this strike is going on now all of this can be very complicated to to try to understand and make sense of well what are the terms of the contracts and how does hollywood work and how do residuals work and mm -hmm. and what is fair and what isn't fair and it's a whole deep world of uh, ling legal lingo and mumbo jumbo that even I am not super well versed in. But mm. 
Something came out recently that has shed a little bit of light on just how bad things are for the writers in terms of streaming services and and streaming series, specifically series that were designed specifically to go to streaming. So Netflix exclusives, Amazon Prime exclusives, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And that came in the way of a statement from Molly Nussbaum. Now, Molly Nussbaum is a producer and writer um, who's existed in Hollywood for some time now and has worked on on many different projects, but is most notable as being one of the main writers behind the super successful Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy. So good, FYI. So good. So good. So mm. good. Right. Mm. And 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 massively popular has done great things for Netflix. Many people have signed up for specifically to watch that. Right. Especially the people who sign up to streaming services intermittently. Right. Will sign up to Netflix for two months so they can watch this new show and then they cancel their subscription until something new comes out that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. So she was out striking. She was on the picket line. Doing doing her duty as a you know as a participant in the strike, fighting the big names. Come on, fighting the big names. And what came out was that not only a writer and an executive producer of a show like Umbrella Academy, mm. but also a Lyft driver. Oh, huh. Oh. huh. That seems you must really love Lyft. Uh, like forklift to, kind of driving? Or like, what, what is this? No, so Lyft, Lyft being kind of like Uber or oh. something like that. Like an American text for a ride and, and the ride's going to come for you. Okay, okay. Because, right? you know, forklift, that might be interesting on the side hustle. <laughs> might be know. a little more interesting, yeah. i got to write my uh, script while I'm driving here and watch out for this package. <laughs> like, and, so to <laughs> quote, the, to, exactly. So without residuals, to quote Molly Nussbaum, the money that you mm. make on a job is now, now has to last you six, 10, 12, 14 months. And when you don't have residuals coming in to help you get through that, I mean... I was an executive producer in April on a hit show for a streaming platform, and I was driving for Lyft in December. That doesn't make any sense. It's not good. Mm. That's those those are mm. from the mouth. Those words are from the mouth of Molly Nussbaum. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. She like, says I mean, she yeah. goes on to say, "I believe that what we're asking for is fair." We want our fair share in the wealth that we create for these billion-dollar companies. I care a lot about residuals and making sure that streaming residuals reflect the wealth we are generating. And so, yeah, take that into perspective for a second. The next time you're sitting down Mm -hmm. watching an episode of Umbrella Academy, yeah, one of the people who is responsible for writing the words that are coming out of these actors' mouths mm-hmm. is also driving people around town in simply in order to make ends meet, in order to be able to afford rent. Dang. That's nuts. Right? Yeah. 
Like, I, I get you can do a double job. Like, you know, we, we sometimes have that side hustle that we need to do to, like, help us carry a little bit. But, like, mm. when you are doing so well, like Umbrella Academy, and you're still the dude that's like, oh, hey, like... Can you make sure you leave a tip or something like that? Like make, right. doing the customer service route while you are writing the next big awesome script that's going to blow every nerd's brainstem out of their heads. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's an odd concept for sure. Right. And and, and and that's just it, right? People are going to listen to this and they're going to say, well, big whoop, I've had to have two jobs. I've had to, you know, do whatever. Times are the times and the economy is bad and you do what you do to get yeah. by. Sure, absolutely, but not when you're the executive producer <laughs> of a hit show. Like, we're talking apples and oranges here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're almost talking like LeBron James being out on the court one night, you know, with, with the Lakers, and then the next day he's got a hot dog stand somewhere, like, in He's showing in up LA at your door and he's wearing a domino shirt, like... Pizza f- from LeBron here, anybody? Yeah. It's just like, what the heck? Yeah, and he's like, he's, you, you know, after you pay him for the pizza and you give him a $10 tip, <laughs> you hear him on his phone as he's walking back to his car saying, sorry, kids, we might have to skip Christmas this year. Like, it's, oh. it does not make any yeah. sense. Yeah, that hurts. That would be nuts. Oh, my yeah. word. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's crazy. And... And the actors thing is, it's it's the actors aren't hurting near as bad, no, as no. as the writers, right? Because right. these actors are still getting paid much much more money initially per job than mm-hmm. the writers are getting paid. Mm-hmm. But still, when those residuals don't continue to come in, then then there's an issue, right? Absolutely. Right, and, and when when all of a sudden, you know, if The Rock does Jumanji 17 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Which, by the way, doesn't exist because there's only one Jumanji movie, but... Um, Just wait, they'll figure it out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everyone's walking around the next day with t-shirts with The Rock's face on it in a safari shirt. Yep. The the man needs to see some money from that. That's right. Absolutely. It's his likeness. And yeah. and whether or not he's hurting for the cash or not, mm. right? Because you can get into all mm. these semantics about like, well, he's not hurting. And is it really a big deal because he's the rock and he's got tens of millions? of it, it, Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The man's dude he, what he's dude. His, he's, his work needs to be paid in for what he's done. Uh, um, absolutely. Well, that makes sense for, like, you, you get that with the actors, right? They're the front people, right? So if they really don't present well, even what the writers throw down, yo, everyone feels that pain. They they kind of have to carry it. So, of course, in some ways, it makes sense that they retain more. But, mm-hmm. again, if the script sucked, was it right? And that that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Like, it, the script will carry it, too. You have to have some films that have, you know, really good writing and you may have like some of the most new and coming actors and and you see this every once in a while where like these new and coming actors are given a beauty script and when they get it oh man does it land different the words are inspiring they're challenging like look at rocky balboa for crying out loud the dude was a struggling actor and literally pennies to his name writes out rocky 
And it's the most freaking awesome, awe-inspiring story. And that's what escalates him to where he's at now. I'll, was, g- I'll give you a yeah. perfect example. Yeah, throw it down. Because it's something that actually my girlfriend, Brianna, and I have been talking about for the last couple of days. Mm. Um, in In terms of like, you can have the same source material and similar words and similar writing, but an actor and the charisma and the performance that they bring can have these massive ripple ripple effects, right? right? So recently, Brienne and I have sat down. We just finished watching the third one last night. And once I say this, a lot of people are going to go, holy shit, I didn't know there was three of them. <laughs> I didn't even know there was three. But like a week and a half ago, we sat down, we watched the 1985 Megan Follows Anne of Green Gables. Like the Ooh. one that everybody, uh, yes, there's the Anne yeah. with an E Netflix show. Yeah, and yeah. there's the Anne of Green Gables. It was done a couple of years ago where Martin Sheen played Matthew. And there's like, there's been a dozen iterations of this. But the, yeah. but the 1985 Megan follows one. Like if you go to Anne, if you go to Prince Edward Island to see the, the Anne of Green Gables house, this is the house that you're seeing. Yeah. This man. is the one that is believed to be. It just the quintessential one. It yeah. it, it is the best, yeah. and it was. It's like a three and a half hour movie, and and sometimes not a lot's going on in the film, but we were never not captivated, and I was happy crying and sad crying, and like it's just it was completely enchanting. This that's movie. awesome, man. And after watching it, we watched we watched the sequel. Yeah. Yes, there's a sequel. Not a lot of people yeah. know that. Yeah, it's called Anne of it's called it has two names. It's either Anne of Green Gables the sequel or Anne of Avonlea. Oh. Anyway, oh yeah. Double and title. And and that came cool. out in 87. Yeah, yeah. And it's not as good, but it's still like an 8, eight out of 10. Like it's, it's trying still, to pull what a sequel does, right? Like, you know. Yes, and and, it, and it's still like it still adapted because there's actually like 12 Anne of Green Gables books. Yes, that's so right. So it, it it followed it took kind of two or three of the sequel books and pulled from them to create its to create its script. Last okay. night we watched the third one that came out in the year 2000, quite a few years later, 13 years later yeah. after the sequel, and it's called Anne of Green Gables the Continuing Story and it is a completely original story that they they made for it. Oh cool. Um it's not a it's not a bad movie, but it's easily the worst of the three. Like it's, it's, you know, but this was a whole, like this telling of Anne of Green Gables right. was a whole thing because then you had the TV show mm. Road to Avonlea That's and then right. you had the animated Anne of Green Gables show on Family Channel or Disney Channel, wherever. And, oh, and that, so good. that was... Although it was all different actors and it was all different whatever, that was supposed to be inspired by, set off of, the characters were designed to look the same as their live action 1985 counterparts. It it was the same production company that made that one. And so all of that to say, so we've we've loved this. And for the last week and a half, we've been completely Anna Green Gables nutty (laughs) in our house. As you should. As we should. Anna Green Gables is amazing. And... And since then, and I've never, I have not watched the Netflix and with an E yet. Mm. 
and I have not seen I've I've not seen like I used to watch the animated show, but I've not seen any other iteration, any of the more modern iterations of of Anne of Green Gables. But since watching the original eighty five one, which I, is not the original mm-hmm. film, there's one from like the forties. <laughs> calm down, but the the nineteen eighties <laughs> one. Yeah, we sat down. We watched some on YouTube. We watched the trailers and we watched some clips of of these other iterations and they're mm. almost line for line in some cases the same scenes right and right. breaking her slate chalkboard slate over the head of of gilbert blythe and like all of these things and it, it's it's because they're all following the same source material and some of them are like word for word the same dang and we watched it we as we're sitting there watching these trailers we're just like how <laughs> uninspired oh, <laughs> compared no. to what we just saw. Yeah. And so, and that just goes to show same source material, same right. words, same right. scene, but the right actors mm. in the right setting mm-hmm. and, and it can make all the difference. And those actors are owed their residuals. They're owed Absolutely. the money from what they've done. So, anyways, moving on. <laughs> now, moving from Anne of Green Gables, <laughs> yes, to a very similar Queens Manhattan-based storyline. Yes, um, yes, Spider Man. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. Spider Man, the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. Oh boy, is now Carl and I debate this a lot. <laughs> now, so there was a time. Like right now, comic book films, superhero films, it's yeah. the biggest franchise. It's the largest film genre in the world. Absolutely. And what a flip in time to be alive. Heck like, yes. it, it's just bizarre. It great. is bizarre. It's, it's, I feel like I'm going to wake up from this dream at any moment. It's a great day to be a nerd. I'm just saying that, man. <laughs> right. Great day. But it wasn't that long ago Mm-mm. in the grand scheme of cinema. No. That. It was pretty niche, Mm -hmm. and that comic book superhero films were almost considered guilty pleasure films, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. That it was kind of like, you know, I'm really into such and such, uh, but I don't really tell everyone because, you know, it's, it's kind of a thing. Dirty little secret Uh, mode. And and there's been some exceptions to that. 89 Batman, for sure, sort of transcended that that era. Um, 92 Batman Returns, which is still my favorite Batman film. Um, And those who know me personally wouldn't be surprised by that because it's Mm -mm. the most like... Oh, this is a Tim Burton Batman. (laughs) It is. Oh, 100%. Um, So good. And uh, and all the controversy with McDonald's getting pissed off because <laughs> of how dark it was. And they're like, but we made these Happy Meal toys. And, um, but so and that was kind of a rare exception. But there was a there was a long period of time where then following that. Love or hate Batman forever. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was not. A, mm. it, it, it's not a good look for uh- the genre overall. I will say, Val Kilmer, not so much. Jim Carrey, heck yes. Yeah, uh, heck Nicole yes. Kidman, oh my word, yes. Uh, yes. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, you could uh, tell he just didn't want to be there. He really didn't. 
and didn't want to be there. Did you hear the backstory on that one? I did. He hated Jim Carrey. He hated him. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yes. Man. Um, And again, love, feel nostalgia for, or throw up in your mouth when you see Batman and Robin. Not Mm -hmm. a good look for the genre. Not Mm -mm. only did it kill the IP of Batman for a while, but it, it actually killed or had the potential to completely kill the superhero genre in film. Yeah. Because it was it was just a campy as toy commercial, an hour yeah. and a half long toy commercial. It was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. So now I have attested for a long time. I've maintained mm-hmm. for a long time that what that like that the first real remedy to this, the film mm-hmm. that made people go, oh, hang on a second, the film mm-hmm. that we owe the current state of comic book films too. Actually, comic book films are kind of a hot mess right now. Yes. What we, we owe yeah. the state of comic book films <laughs> five years ago. That's right. In their glory days, man. The Hold Infinity on. Saga. What we owe the Infinity <laughs> Saga to, I maintain, is largely Brian Singer's 2000 X-Men. That, that was that and then... Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man film. Those two kind of, because it sure wasn't the Fantastic Four. No, no, we don't. Right. I have nostalgia for it. It's still fun for me to throw on and watch it, but I get it. It's bad. I get get it. Right. But, um, and he disagrees with me. Mm. He thinks, and I can see how it's, it's a, it's a good (laughs) film. Here's here's the thing. So he thinks I'm so ready. I'm like sitting on the edge here. Well, he <laughs> thinks that it's Blade, that it's Wesley Snipes' Blade, and Ooh. and my issue with this and what I'll say is Blade is a great film. Mm-hmm. However, compared to the widespread general movie going audience success of X Men and Spider Man, mm. Blade is a very niche film. Like yep. Blade kind of showed, yes, it could be done well, but mm-hmm. Blade didn't put comic book films on anybody's radar. No, and it didn't have the feel of a comic book movie as per no. se. Like when no. I I remember seeing Blade when it's I a was a '90s action film, right? You know, like you watch it, and it was definitely more like horry, uh, horry. Wow, sorry, horror film. Well, I mean, you <laughs> oh, know, like yeah. there's that one scene, <laughs> that one scene, but like it was definitely more of a horror film kind of vibe like you were supposed to be like holy crap like these things are everywhere it's dark yeah it's dark it's it's like it's the it's the r-rated version of buffy right oh yeah 100 how it feels so anyways all that aside spider-man <laughs> yeah, yeah this is the show of tangents so don't sweat it if you ever go on a tangent it's okay it's because I'm here, guys. I'm sorry. See, it's I go on bad. tangents all the time, and Carl sometimes is like, oh, we've got to cut these tangents down. Oh, and Pete, no, who is on. the actual, uh, the, he's the co-founder of this podcast. Oh, cool. Him and I have been doing it since May of 2019. Damn. Um, 300 and some odd, like this is episode 320 something right now, right? right? 320 odd. I uh, know. Yeah, it's 100 <laughs> shy of a stoner episode. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and so anyways, 
and he also worries about tangents. Mm-hmm. But the, but our listener feedback on tangents have been through the roof. They're like more awesome. tangents. Like just talk. Just this talk good to combo. Each other. Come on. So Spider Man. Yes, right? Spider Man. The two thousand. And you know what? You go back and you watch the two thousand. Um, Spider-Man 1, I know it didn't mm-hmm. come out in 2000, 2000s. Um, Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire, you know, Kirsten so Dunst, Willem Dafoe, oh, amazing. So good. Oh. Now, it you go back and you watch it and you go, oh, some of this didn't age well effects-wise. Like, Toby's uh, ugly cry, I'm just going to say. <laughs> His ugly cry, age, I'm sorry. the fact that he's just, clearly ugh. 40 <laughs> and still in high school, right? Like some of it, some of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Spider-Man 2, Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah. May, may to this day, yeah. I'm going to get some naysayers, but oh, may to this day not only be the greatest Spider-Man film that mm. has been made, but may be one of the greatest comic book films ever I made. would agree Like, top that. five. Yeah, yeah like, I'm easily there. incredible. Oh. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> We we don't talk about Harry. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that we don't talk about uh, Harry. <laughs> Harry and emo Peter and, oh, and and thin Venom. Like Peter what is Parker that? meets yeah Peter oh. Parker P- Peter Parker meets Boogie Nights. Like I I, oh. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but it is what it is. Um, then we had the Amazing Spider Man. Oh. Yes. And this is also controversial. It's Amazing mm. Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm. um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Electro was a little rough, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why would you introduce Goblin and kill him off five minutes later? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> or Rhino said that, back segment. Having said that, oh, don't even, don't even. <laughs> yeah, how do you like Alexi now? Yeah, what? no, no. <laughs> um, but. So good, though. But what I will say, and again, I'm popular. Yeah, throw it in. Come on. Andrew Garfield is my Spider-Man. Yes, thank you. He is my favorite, and I get it. His Peter Parker is a little too cool for school. I get it. What? Okay, okay. Wait, so, no, it's just in that, like, uh, a lot of people were like, uh, you know, skateboarding kind of perfect hairdo, Peter Parker. Like, he wasn't dweeby enough and blah, blah, blah. And and I get that. I get the argument. I don't care. His Spider-Man, the sarcastic, mm, quippy mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. his on-screen relationship with Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy <gasps> is my favorite on-screen comic book romance of all time dude you can feel it like you can hard oh. feel it and even emma felt it right like they oh. maintained connection uh past they spider-man date? they dated yeah they dated they like dated. it's just like okay how can you not how like, can you not let a girl's neck snap at the bottom of a bell tower and then not go out with her oh my goodness right? Yo, or a date. it's the least you could do Yo, for, for the guy like but like i hear you a hundred percent on that and man i've been on that camp for as long as Amazing Spider-Man, because like, okay, I hate to break it to you, and you guys nerds out there, uh, oh, here you, we go. You can, you can punish me later. Okay, I have a, I have a prediction. Yeah, uh, you have a prediction. All right. So like, when we saw Andrew Garfield come in, he didn't have any superpowers other than like the whole Spidey Sense vibe kind of stuff like that. So comic book accurate vibe versus like, oh, yeah. Toby Mac. Or Toby McGuire. Not Toby, Toby Mac. Mac. All of a sudden, Toby <laughs> Mac comes in, like, starts busting the rhymes. Like, oh, man, that would be sick. Yo, Toby McGuire, if you ever uh, want to swap places with Toby Mac, that's an idea. But, like, you, <laughs> you may have to do some research first. I want to see it, though. Um, <laughs> but, like, 
But Tobey Maguire, right? Like, he just, he was clunky. And, like, I appreciate the dude. He's trying to get that teenage vibe. I get it. It's 100%. He's putting that effort. But, like, things were just kind of gifted to him. And that's not really the vibe that you have with Andrew Garfield, at least. No. Toby never even had to develop his own web. Right. It worked out for him. Right? Like, it's it's that uh, breakdown in the mind, the the psychological thing that he had to work through. And it's like, okay, that was a thing in the comics. And I'm speaking as a comic book nerd, because whenever I watch this and, like... That's why you're here. Oh, man. My wife... (laughs) Has to put up with it every time we watch a comic book movie. So, like... If I could have found a way to put some Archangel news in <laughs> in the show today, you know, I would have been all over it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, do you, do you remember what my wedding gift to you was? Oh, Flippity Snicket. I Shoot. gave you a... I don't know what the scale would be, like one-eighth yeah. scale or whatever it was. But it's like a, like a high-end, not like a Hot Toys... Yeah. Oh, type no. thing, but, yeah, yeah. but I gave you a nice daredevil. Yes, like, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got it. I think it's currently it's currently at my home right now. Yeah, yeah no. there it is. Okay, mentally picturing it. It's there. <laughs> it's amongst there. all the other nerdy. Oh yeah, stuff. dude. Like it's scary, but uh, like that that has always been my thing. And not to go against our other new Toby, because like man. They've been throwing good stuff, all right? Like, like the new Spider-Man's been awesome. It's been great. Tom Holland, yeah. Or, sorry, Tom Holland, yeah. Like, he, he's, he's good. But, like, he's just not fully there. Like, the, it's the quippiness that Garfield threw down, the intentionality, the legit struggle, and, yeah, his hair was kind of nice, but it's like, dude, he's also lanky like Spider-Man. Like, he had the physique vibe on it the only thing he needed to do is get the gymnastics like tom holland and then oh man like just let him yeah. go just let him yeah. do his thing man yeah. i would oh so then yeah. they all reappeared in yeah spider-man no way home and mm-hmm. and it was it was a lot of fun to see toby show up i cried when andrew walked through the portal and when oh. and, and and specifically when he saves MJ and he has this mo- the the symmetry between that and and him not being able to save Gwen like oh <sighs> my wife looked at me at that same moment too she's just like you're going to be okay i'm like i i need a moment okay like, oh I, my gosh oh. so anyways not only did spider-man no way home see the return of all of our previous spider-mans but it also saw the return of several villains mm. from our different spider-man universes and mm. sort of cemented toby Maguire and andrew garfield as part of the multiverse within the mcu yeah absolutely one of the villains that returned was Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. Yep. <laughs> and, sort of. I mean, yeah. we don't actually see his face until right at the end for about three seconds. And so it was, <laughs> I, it was a little bit of a rip. I don't, the CGI, I don't, man. It still counts. It still counts. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I don't understand why he, like it kind of messed with the canon a little bit because I don't mm. fully understand why he would have been stuck in sand monstrous state yeah for the whole film right but well, even things were resolved in spider-man 3 like that that's the weird thing of it he just all of a sudden shows up and it's like 
Um, what? Yeah, like he's still got his powers at the end of Spider-Man 3, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's all sorted out. So anyways, Thomas Hayden Church is now saying that he has heard rumors of a potential new Spider-Man film being directed by Sam Raimi starring Tobey Maguire. And he goes on to say, there's always been some kind of, I've heard rumors. Mm. that Sam Raimi was going to do another Spider-Man with Toby. And if that happens, I would probably campaign to maybe at least do a cameo. Now, do I think that this is true? Oh, I mean, yeah, there's been bullshit rumors going on mm. around forever. And there always is for just about every project potential um, and as you and I were talking before the show started, I, so much of this can be attributed to sites like wegotthiscovered.com. Yeah. Trash. <laughs> um, you know, ooh, this might happen. Ooh, 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 this is, is going to happen. And I'm like, uh, but, it, but that's not true. That's not true. It's wishful thinking. It's nerds dreaming. Bill on Reddit said that. <laughs> and... And then you've taken that and you've run with it. So yeah, I'm just saying. Um, do I think this is true? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I hear it, it in your voice. It's so bad. Okay. I'm, it's I'm good. It, it, there's, there's multiple different sides to this, right? Like it, it, Thomas Hayden Church saying, I've heard it might happen. And if it does, I'd at least want to do a cameo. Carl and I say this all the time, um, that that translates into newsflash, water is wet, actor wants a job. (laughs) Right? That's fair. This is all the time. All the time. So-and-so saying, I'd love to come back and do another blah, blah, blah. That's fair. Well, sure you would. It's a billion-dollar franchise. That's (laughs) right. What do you... Who doesn't want a piece of that pot? Let's be honest. Yeah, that's not a, you know, that's not a love for such-and-such a franchise. That's Mm -hmm. a, you'd rather buy Annie's mac and cheese instead of KD. (laughs) Like, that's not... But does anyone really want to buy Annie's mac and cheese? Like, let's be honest I tried it once. (laughs) Listen, I tried it once. And I was like, I... My stance on mac and cheese. Oh, I want people to buy me Annie's mac and cheese. Oh, dang. I do not want to buy Annie's mac and cheese because no, it's outrageously good. priced. Absolutely. But you can also get the craft mac and cheese with the like Velveeta like gooey pack in it. Oh, oh. Which I've also that. tried, but I've and? never bought for myself. Because it's like a $5 box of mac and cheese. That's fair. Like, who in the high-rolling yeah. Tesla driving? <laughs> like, I, you know? That's fair. That, like, I look, at, yeah, I, look at, I look at mac and cheese now, a box of Kraft Dinner. We yeah. don't even buy Kraft Dinner. We buy, like, Great Value or whatever the hell it yes, is. Because man. we look at it and we go, a buck fifty? Good golly yeah man that's why i go for the 12 packer but like my atlanta I, I got i got little little ones that are like yo i need me some kd and it's like um whatever's on sale that's probably the better option i'm just saying mm-hmm. yeah the white white cheddar extra creamy great value there you go uh, happy and merry christmas um so anyways do i think this is true <laughs> i mean listen i part of me wants to say no mm. because 
we've all because the state of things in the comic book universe specifically marvel are Ooh. already such a mess yeah such a mess I now whether that be the incoherency of the post end game era <sighs> yep. or it being that the that kevin feige and marvel have now banked the future of the MCU on Jonathan Majors, who is facing assault charges and trials and may end up in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we don't even, like even Kevin Feige sitting there going, uh, we don't know what we're going to do about Kang <laughs> Dynasty. Right? You're going to cry like, a lot. That's what you're going to you know, do. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we made the boneheaded move in Quantumania to yeah yeah you know what we got like 10 million other kings so it doesn't matter but yeah kang the conqueror yeah yeah he was easy to kill that, that was no big deal that was no big deal Jeepers. what oh, such a trash film anyways it may be the only film worse than thor of the dark world it's, it's all oh I'm yeah 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 um, yeah that's fair but Ooh. so part of me thinks well why why would you do that why would you start up a Tobey Maguire franchise again when we have a Spider-Man? We have mm -hmm. Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. And whether or not the ending of No Way Home was just sort of like an ambiguous ending that is meant to be like, you know, and then he goes off and he becomes the Spider-Man that you all know and love. Mm -hmm. Or if that's setting up a fourth, we still don't really have a concrete, clear answer on that. Lots of conflicting reports. People saying one thing yeah. and then other people saying another. I think the we only thing that's like really drawing this in is trying to get to the classics, right? Like going back to the original recipe. So there's that, right? That's my so thought. there's and so that's the flip side of this. Mm -hmm. Is that we also live in a world where not only did we just have both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton on screen in the mm. same film as Batman. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, I almost <laughs> need to change my underwear talking about it again. <laughs> like, you know, like take oh, or leave man. the quality of the film and people's comments on it and the state of the DC and what's happening. Is it a full reboot? Is it a soft yeah. reboot? Like what the hell's happening? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. But Michael Keaton is Batman. <gasps> you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so not only do we live in that era, mm. we live in an era where we have at least two Batmans. Mm -hmm. We have Robert Pattinson's Batman, which screw Ooh. you, he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know okay. your stance. I just I know people. I love you. People as a like human to hate. People go, wow, the sparkly <laughs> vampire is Batman. You know. And screw you. Um, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Okay. That was a great film, in my opinion. Mm. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Colin Farrell was unrecognizably amazing as Penguin. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Seeing the makeup. My. Oh. oh but we also have, he's on, he's in theaters or, or, or in our lexicon at the same time that Ben Affleck is. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton just was. Mm-hmm. And whoever is going to be the Batman and James Gunn's Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Which so, Jason Ackles? Oh my gosh. Oh, he bet he be, right. <sighs> oh. So so that's a potential. Mm. The next 
the next thought is, but we also have, at the same time, we have things like Miller's Joker mm. happening. So we, so we do live in an era where we're okay, and the audience, the general audience, and this will sound like I'm being facetious, but it, no, is, a, it, yeah. it is a general concern. Yeah. It appears that the general audience is intelligent enough to decipher and be able to make sense of, well, this is a Batman from a different, like, this isn't connected. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because we've kind of worked ourselves into a corner with film nowadays where if it's not connected, then well, what the hell is it? That's right. right. Everything's just a shared universe now. That's right. Which has its pros, it has its cons. Mm -hmm. But we also live in an era where, you know, like we just got Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like we just got three of the original four Ghostbusters on screen. Yeah, man. Oh. Right? They're in the middle of now they're... They've been delayed because of the actor's strike, but we've seen set photos of Winona Ryder as Lydia Dietz on the set of Beetlejuice 2. Oh, man. The nostalgia, I'm telling you. It's just everywhere now. That is the era Mm -hmm. that we're living in. And Mm -hmm. the end of Spider-Man No Way Home sees Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman go back to his own universe. And so does... Toby Maguire's Peter Parker. Wounded right. as hell. But oh, heck yes. Let's assume he pulls through. <laughs> so, is it possible? I have my doubts. Mm. But if it were possible, I don't think it's ever been more possible than it is right now. Mike, you oh, hear yeah, this. Yeah, you yeah. hear that uh, Thomas Hayden Church is saying, I hear it's happening and I want to do it. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, I would watch it for Toby. I wouldn't watch it for Thomas. Uh, that sounds horrible right out the gate. Um, but that's only because I want to see old man Parker. Uh, I, I want to see, again, comic book nerd speaking on this one. Um, there's some rich stuff. Like if they did an Earth X version of Spider-Man with Peter Parker as this, you know, old beaten, worn Spider-Man who's like got obviously kids with MJ and one of them gets this like spider capability, uh, like dude, who I would watch the crap MJ, out of that with MJ. It sounds like in Spider-Man, no way home. It sounds like, you know, they figured out how to make things work, but it's yeah. still not paradise. Oh no, no. <laughs> with Pete and MJ. No. And, and you get that vibe too in, in the comics as well. Like to be honest, I've always been a fan for the Gwen Stacy because even Stan Lee said that's who it's originally supposed to be with. Um, hate, hate to break some hearts out there if you're an MJ fan. Uh, but, like, really, MJ is able to kind of stay true. There's different story arcs that really show that. I think they could really pull some strings on that capacity. Oh, for sure. I, I really desperately just want Andrew Garfield to hurry up and get a third Spider-Man. Because... Oh. Um, that dude got done rough. That's all I'm going to say. That There was rumors oh. for the longest time, and I think those rumors have... Well, no, they. you know what? They have not been disproven yet, officially. No. But there have been rumors for the longest time that the Venom-verse, mm. right? So Venom, mm. Morbius, and which we don't talk about on this podcast, <laughs> and the new Aaron Taylor-Johnson Craven. Yeah, man. That those all take place in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Verse. Yeah, man. And that you could have that be... 
Because we, I mean, Venom's been, he's appeared in a post credit scene. That little bit of the symbiote was left inside of R616 or whatever it is. <laughs> 616 Earth, yeah, man. Right, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he is, they've acknowledged that that is a part of the multiverse. We just yeah. don't know which, yeah, so anyways, I don't know. No, I, I want it. I desperately want it. And the way at least Amazing Spider-Man does it, they've got a bit of edge to it. That like you're just like oh man this can be dark enough. Now but, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Gwen Stacy fan too, but you have mm, to admit mm. a redhead saying go get him tiger. Yes, <laughs> right. Mm. You know mm. it uh, it does it does. Some I, stuff. I don't I don't get what's with Marvel and redheads because like it's I always can't. redhead girls that seem to drive Pepper the Potts. dudes wild. Oh Pepper Potts, Jean Grey. Yep. Because like come on. She was cool. Yep. She's um, cool. Oh, there's there's a few others out there. Yep. But like, it's just like, what's the deal with the redheads, guys? Like, come All on. right. Moving on, but Sorry. sticking with Spider-Man. No, it's okay. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's never taken us an hour to get through two topics. But um, but there's also no, like, we may be going for our record here. We're, we're trying our best here. We may be going for the record. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Oh, dude. It was a film that did way better and was way better than it had any right being. Oh, so right? Bad. I put it in the same category as the Sonic the Hedgehog film. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, in the sense that like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, you look at Sonic the Hedgehog and you're like, okay, well, we've already done the Smurfs thing, the live action animated crossover. We've done the Chipmunks thing. We all know how those turned out. They're like, okay. Then, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Uh, All right. Sonic the Hedgehog was an amazing movie. Ooh, right. And so, so like, it, it, I I put it in that category of like it's better than you would think it might be. Mm. The other film that's in that category is the new Chipmunks Rescue Rangers film. Oh, Rescue Rangers, so good. That film was great. That was right? awesome. Better than it had any right being. Yes, and man. so, um, Into the Spider Verse was amazing was amazing and managed to do what only an animated film could do. Because I maintain that as much as the diehard comic book nerdy guys like you and me are like, let's get, like, we really need, we really, really needed live action Miles Morales. You know what? It wouldn't, Mm -mm. unless Miles Morales showed up in a Tom Holland film, then there could be something to be said about that. Ooh, fair point. Okay, I can see that. All right. But if you're looking in terms of dollars and cents, if we're working in terms of what is the average non-comic book crazy movie fan going to go and spend money to go see, Mm. a non-Peter Parker... Um, a non-Peter Parker Spider-Man yeah. would not sell the tickets no. that a lot of the comic book fans tend to think it would. No. The comic book fans would go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But everyone else who's like, well, we don't understand. It's Peter Parker. It's, yeah. it's, it's Spider-Man, but it's not Peter Parker. It's the same reason why I just don't see anybody at a studio with a real understanding for business. Mm. I can't see a live action Batman Beyond film anytime soon. No, no, it'd like have it to build just up reputation. I get it. 
because people are like, you know, who is Batman? Everybody's going to say it's Bruce Wayne. That's right. Right? So, but the Spider-Man verse films were amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Amazing. Oh, my goodness. And we were supposed to get (laughs) Spider-Verse 3. Yeah. Very shortly. Yeah, yeah, like within a year. Like March. Yeah. We're supposed to have it in March. Nuts. Not anymore. (sighs) Not anymore. It has not only been delayed, but it has been delayed indefinitely. Mm. Mm. Now, they're adamant that it's still going to come. Mm-hmm. That we still may see this film. And, and I mean, with the success that the first two have had, I don't see them not doing it. Oh, absolutely. But with all the strikes yeah. that are going on right now, like everyone's hands are tied, and mm. there's just no way to meet, meet a March 2024 release date. No. So, no. it's tough. It's sad. You know, the Spider-Verse seems to just be growing and taking off and exploding right now. Like I said, we've got oh, the Craven film coming. Yeah. We've got Dakota Johnson's Madam Web that's oh, coming yeah, out that's on right. um, Amazon? I think that's Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, And yeah, yeah. so, like, I'm pumped. Yeah. Venom it's- 3 is shooting. We've seen set, set photos yeah. and stuff from that. Yeah, man. So... Oh. But it looks like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for Spider-Verse 3. Mike, you hear this. How heartbroken are you that Spider-Verse 3 is a little further away than we originally thought it might be? Like, to be honest, um, like, the thing that bothered me after uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and, like, we, this is a similar situation, right? Like, where we we had an announcement that Across the Universe was going to be soon. I think they had it though delayed to, I think it was like a year and a half or something after. Um, but then of course, you know, the vid hit all of us and like things just went wonka doodle. It's cool. But then, you know, the whole fight scene that went into that movie took four years. So like, do I think it was worth it? Heck yes, I do. Um, but like, do I want I'm willing to wait for it because they really drew on story really well. I really appreciate how Spider-Verse has brought out good story behind Miles Morales. Like before reading this kind of comic series, Miles Morales was just like Spider-Man 2.0. And that kind of frustrated me because it was like, all right, we already have so many different Spider-Man, you know, Ben Riley, man spider, all these kind of different things, which of course you get to see in uh, across the Spider-Verse. But they they were really drawing in some good story, like with Prowler. Like you were you were feeling for Miles, man, and especially the cliffhanger that they threw down. Oh man, like I I want to see resolution to that. I, I want I want to see how they're gonna turn that about because like many nerds like us just dive into the details of like even color shading. What does it look like? What's the original concept of who he was supposed to be and 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 the development of that. There, there's so much potential and even like I we took our kids to see it in the theaters and by the way they went absolutely bonkers um watching this going here I'm the one who is cheering for Miles Morales because Spider-Man 299 is my dude even though he was like El Douche in, in that movie so to speak but oh no like yeah I 
it frustrates me, but it also gives me a, a, a little hope for a bigger lead up, especially for this to be the crescendo of uh, the Spider-Verse style uh, animation. Like, it just gives me like, dude, I'm, I'm amped. I'm ready for it. I just hope they end well. Yeah. Oh, I, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's All my right, moving, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh. Another franchise that I got to be honest is a bit of a mess. No, oh, yeah. 100%. Is a bit of a mess. Yeah. Now, I have, listen, I have issues with The Last Skywalker. I sure hope you do. <laughs> but I don't hate it the way that everybody else seems to hate it. And I think that I'm biased and a little bit blind to how good or bad it was, simply because Emperor Palpatine has always been my favorite character. Mm. Darth Sidious is my favorite character so as soon as I was like mm. we're bringing him back he knew how to cheat death like yes okay that all makes sense yeah 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 let's do it right Absolutely. and so I was okay with it Um, I have issues with The Last Jedi I don't think that The Last Jedi mm-hmm. is as bad as everyone says it is but uh, I do have issues end, with it. I got it. Okay, I got to ask because this has been a little bit of my area. What? So Carl and I have an episode planned at some point, and we don't have all the logistics figured out. Oh boy, where we are going to have a debate because my stance, and I've got pages upon pages and paragraphs <laughs> upon paragraphs ready to go to defend the fact that. Luke's story arc in the sequel trilogy is actually 100% consistent and valid to who Luke Skywalker's character was and is. So the thing that a lot of people are like, well, that's not Luke Skywalker. And I go, well, actually it is. And you're wrong. And How, How do you feel about Mark Hamill disagreeing with you on that one? Um, how I feel about that is, <laughs> yeah. I, so we have a saying on this podcast, which is the actor, this is, this is the hierarchy. Yeah, man. Actors serve a character. Okay. Characters do not serve the actor. Mm. Characters serve a story. Mm-hmm. Story never serves the character or the actor. And so the hierarchy is actors serve a character, characters serve a story. And that is it. A character does not matter if you're the only person who's ever played that character and it's the everyone knows that you blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill has zero ownership hmm. over Luke Skywalker. Zero. Because at the end of the day, it does not matter how well you've played a character or if you're the only one that's ever played them, you, at the end of the day, as an actor, are a hired hand. You have been brought in to do a job. And hopefully, Mm. you do it well. And you do it better than anyone else has ever done it or ever could do it. And you convey all kinds of emotions and nuance and whatever else. Mm. But at the end of the day, you are an actor. Mm. I've got mixed emotions on that. I really do. <laughs> and, that's, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. 
Right. But it's uh, all the time where, the, you know, you'll see like, oh, you know, we're going to because the flip side of that is people will go, well, we're going to get Dwayne Johnson to play so and so because Dwayne mm. Johnson's a, a big name. B.A. And mother it's like, trucker. Right, but 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 Dwayne Johnson's not the right person to play that. Mm. Right. And in that case, you have the character serving the actor. You have a film serving the actor. You're having your yeah. character do things and say things because of who's playing them. And that's not right. You should have your your actor do things and say things because of who that character is. So not I'm, I'm going to push way. back simply because an example is Nick Fury. Nick sure. Fury, the the modern MCU uh, was designed around like the the comic character was from uh, Ultimate. Marvel universe, which yep. no longer exists, um, which sucks comic book wise because it was an interesting backdrop. But um, that that Nick Fury was actually designed for Samuel Jackson and was designed sure. after Samuel Jackson. The times that he almost they cut him off right before he says mother effer and, right. and all of those things. Absolutely. Right. And but so at then, no point do they ever sacrifice character. Right. And so this it. is where then I contend that Luke Skywalker, yes, at the time when he was written by George Lucas, had had a vision and he brought in Mark Hamill, who was kind of this unknown actor and really got his start thanks to Star Wars and has had amazing opportunities in so many different things that make all of us nerds salivate in so many different ways. Um, but he really is kind of still the embodiment, really, in what I see. Sure. In, in how he demonstrates his character, um, even to the point like when he goes to these hospitals and is acting like he's Luke Skywalker dressed in full garb to be there, he is putting on said character. And yep. and I fully agree that the character has to reflect toward a story that what you're doing. But the character in its own world, just like how me and you have our own stories that we are connecting, but there's an even bigger story that somehow interplays ours. If we were to be thrown into that circumstance, there's a certain way they're going to respond because of all the story that they've been going through. And that's where sure. I feel Mark Hamill really demonstrated that and gives some clarity on like, he, he had to actually think that he wasn't Luke. He actually had to refer himself as like, almost like Jerry Skywalker to be in the role that he was in for the last Jedi. And yep. to hear that from the guy who was so intimately working through processing, asking George all these questions to get into the head and the mindset is like, maybe we should have gone to like the source dude and ask a little bit more questions on that. Like to me, still the brushing on his shoulder when he comes out and like does the whole, Hey Ben, it's me kind of like vibe. I'm just like, Oh dude, mm, mm -mm. that's not Luke. What is this? Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't know. I think, That's my opinion, I, though. What's also tricky, though, yeah. is that there's, with the character like Luke, and I've got, like, many more arguments than this, but oh, sort yeah, of yeah. the base thing to remember is everyone is basing their opinion of Luke Skywalker off of two things. Mm -hmm. Going into the sequel franchise, they're basing it off of two things. Off of one, years and years and years and years of novels mm -hmm. that, like it or hate it, have been declared non-canon. Yep, sadly. So that that is uh, instantly, doesn't matter how much you love those novels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Instantly, 
that is not a valid resource yeah. for determining who he is. Secondly, they're basing it off of, well, who was he at the end of Return of the Jedi? Because that is the only valid resource. Mm-hmm. Who was he at the end of Return of the Jedi? Right. And you go, well, this is who he was 30 years ago. Yep, that's fair. Very different guy. Mm-hmm. The guy that I that you were 30 years... And I oh, mean, yeah. okay, you were... You <laughs> I, know, I was a little psych watching the original Knee high to a grasshopper, it was but awesome. 30, years, yeah. 30 years from now... You'll be a much different individual. Oh, 100%. I, I, right. I totally get that. Evolution so, of a character anyways. occurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, one of the things that we got from the sequel series was the return of many of the greats. Mm. Right? We got mm. our Mark Hamill. Yep. We got our Harrison Ford. Yep. We got our Carrie Fisher. Mm. We got our Anthony Daniels. Peter Mayhew, man. P- Peter Mayhew in in. Bits, even even if only in sort of a um, consulting sort of manner, because yeah, he yeah. was like his knees were messed up and he couldn't do the suit anymore. Fair enough, yeah. But he was still there. He was a giant. What can you expect? A giant. <laughs> exactly right. It takes a toll. It takes a toll. Just saying. We got Ian McDermott. Mm. We got mm. the voices of. People like Samuel L. Jackson and Ewan McGregor and, 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 um, oh, why am I? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. He's blanking. I'm hating myself right now. Who's Yoda? Who's, uh, uh Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Yes. There we go. But the, Cause I'm like, I did, first I was like Star Wars. Then I'm trying to figure out Then I'm like switching my brains to like his Muppets work. And I'm like, Who yes. who's Fozzie? Who's Grover? It's yes. Huh? Okay. Frank Oz. We got all of those. And then right in the end, in the yeah. final installment, we got Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Now I'm going to say something unpopular. I've said many times before. Yeah. I could take or leave Lando as a character. Yeah, yeah I can get that. Know. Yeah, you know, I I was a kid when I when when I fell in love with Star Wars, and and as a kid, Lando's not the most interesting character. Right, he just kind of pops yeah. in. And he just kind of pops in. So it was nice to see him there, but I'm not a big Lando, you know, whatever. I thought yeah. Donald Glover did a great job in the solo film, Ooh, an amazing yeah. film that yeah. nobody asked for and yeah. we didn't need and shouldn't have been made. But everybody <sighs> in that film was fantastic. Even the yeah. kid playing Solo did a great yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. And we're supposed to be getting <laughs> a Lando series. Oh, no. With oh, no. With Donald Glover. And they've been talking about it for a long time. We're supposed to get this Lando series. And then it was delayed. And then it wasn't coming. And then it was coming. And it was still going to be a thing. And and then we just recently found out that it is coming. And um, and Donald Glover is actually going to be doing some of the writing for this Lando series. Once oh, things hell. clear up with strikes and whatever else. Yeah, man. But in a recent post... Billy D. Williams said something kind of interesting. Ooh. Something something very interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Billy D. Williams said, I am thrilled. He posted this on Instagram. He says, I am thrilled to share that something truly magnificent is coming. This is a dream come true for me. 
on all that is sustained and carried through me a lifetime of dreams and adventure, it is my honor to share with you. Make sure to enable notifications for (laughs) stories and posts to stay in the loop. You don't want to miss this. Dot, dot, dot. May the force be with you all. (laughs) That's not cryptic at all. Now look. Like... As movie fans, we are all guilty of going down the rabbit trail. We're all guilty mm-hmm. of taking one little bit of information and speculating and extrapolating and what does this mean? And oh my goodness, and and well, what about this? And oh my gosh, I bet it means that. And we're all guilty of it. Absolutely. To 100%. the umpteenth degree. Yes. But I mean, the man ended the message by saying, may the force <laughs> be with you all. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was at a Comic Con. He just got stuck in his head. I just maybe, like, you know. maybe, or maybe, maybe it's just a cool thing to say. But it sounds like he's potentially hinting that he may be returning to Star Wars. Now, we recently found out that we are getting, I mean, Star Wars ends with Billy D. Williams, Carol Lando Calrissian is still alive at the end of. Yeah. The Skywalker saga. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We recently got news that we are getting one of the upcoming Star Wars films that we're getting, maybe, supposedly, if this is one of the films that has been announced under the regime of Kathleen Kennedy that is actually (laughs) going to come to fruition, (laughs) that we are getting a film starring Daisy Ridley as Rey. We're getting another Rey film. That's right. That's right. Set 10 years after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so it when is she's possible. getting the Academy going up and all that. Yeah, so it's yeah, possible that Billy D. Williams could pop up there, for sure. <laughs> but it is also possible that with this Lando series looming, oh, I man. mean, it's <laughs> it's his character. It's a character that he's played. I'm not going to lie. I just see Billy D. like just hanging out at a cantina and just yep. be like... All right, ladies, let's uh, boogie on over here, okay? Like, you know, <laughs> just being all, like, suave and kind of like, like, kind of like, I'll just I chill. Mean, I don't it know. C- it could even be one of those scenarios where the whole Lando series is Billy D. Williams sitting in a cantina <laughs> saying, all right, ladies, let me tell you about the time. Yes. Well, blah, blah, blah. And then the whole series is like flashbacks of Don- Donald Glover playing... <laughs> Young so, Lando. So essentially, how I met your mother, but with Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh this is a goodness, series I have. Funny. This is a series I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even care about this series. I really don't. <laughs> the Lando series. I, uh, there's no questions I have about Lando that haven't already been answered. Right. I don't need to know more like, about him. Yeah, we already know he, about the parsec. So it's like Lando okay. is the second. And this is this is hot hot to trot topic here, but I'll I've said it, it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. Yeah. Lando is the second most overrated character in all of Star Wars. Hundred percent. Who's the first? Second most. First? You want to know who's first? I'm ready for it. A character that people think is way cooler than he actually should be, and I'm, so I'm taking, I'm removing all recent in like <laughs> appearances of this character. Okay. In the Star Wars universe. Even okay. before, like, go back 10 years and this statement would still be the same. Okay. Boba Fett. Boba Fett is the number one most overrated character in all of Star Wars. I don't get it. I do not get 
the Boba Fett hype. That's fair. I just don't care. He dies a loser's death for yeah. being like one of the most fierce bounty hunters. Yeah. That guy gets thrown into the pit. He doesn't even like, like, yeah. Sarlacc just kicks his ass. Gets to, or so yeah. we thought for 35 years, yeah. 40 years. Yeah, yeah that's but fair. Even removing that garbage Boba Fett series. Oh, d- yep. Mm-hmm. And taking the taste of, I, mm-hmm. I loved Mando season one. Mando season oh. two wasn't as good as season one, but it was still pretty great. Yeah. Even taking the vomitrocious taste of Mando season three out of my mouth. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just, I, Mando, uh, uh, Boba Fett's so overrated. Yeah. So overrated. Now, if they did a Django thing, that would be kind of cool. Because, like, at least you have some, like, pre-setup, like, what made him so ruthless that they're like, sure, we'll make a clone out of him, kind of stuff like that. yes, and we could see him being contracted to create, to be the donor for the clones and Mm. see all that. Like, listen, love Mm. or hate the prequels. (laughs) Love or hate the prequels. Yeah, man. The prequel era is super fascinating. Heck yeah. And I am anything Order 66, anything... Palpatine's plan and this well-orchestrated takeover and transition, give yeah, me anything. Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been saying for a very long time, what I want, I don't care if it's a film or a series or whatever, I need a Darth Plagueis series. I need to see young Palpatine take over and kill his master and, and, yeah, man. It, oh, oh. I want, okay, now you, now you got my juices going because I want... I desperately want like a Dark Lords series, and you see the buildup oh, of yeah. the Sith em- the Sith Empire from square one to Malik. major. Yeah, like you'd get Revan, Revan, you get Malik, you get oh Bane for crying out loud, Darth Bane. Like even oh. if because we're getting the we're getting the Star Wars Acolyte show that's coming with mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss in it. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, man. But we're also getting. The Origins of the Force film. Mm. And with the origins of the Force, presumably you're also getting the origins of the dark side. Yeah. And I would love to see that film end with, I don't know if you saw the film 65 with, with Andrew Driver, or Adam Driver. No. So it's, it's been out for a little while now, so I'll spoil it for everyone. I don't really care. <laughs> it didn't do that well in theaters. But basically, it's this like far-off civilization on this other planet, and Adam Driver is going to go on this expedition through space, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he yeah. lands on, he crash lands on this alien planet, alien to him. What well, turns out that this alien to him planet is Earth 65 million years ago. Oh, and he has sad. to get off of Earth. He has to like fix his ship and get off of Earth because there's a massive asteroid coming that's going to hit the Earth. And of oh. course, that's the asteroid that's going to kill the dinosaurs and of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that film ends with this like shot of the ship taking off and the camera stays stationary and then turns into this time lapse of like the Ice Age coming and the mammoths walking and then cities being built and all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think the origins of the Force film would be cool if it ended with like a split screen time lapse of iconic Jedi and Sith throughout the ages. Oh, yeah, that would be sick. Even if they don't talk. Yeah, man. Right. But even if you could just look at it and you go, well, that's look look at the face. That's yeah, man. That's Malik. Heck yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd watch that. That'd be awesome. All right. Moving on. Dang. 
Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. Now, Brown Pants, you brown referenced pants. earlier. Yeah, man. Um, being a Deadpool 1 reference. Yes, now, listen, man. Deadpool is not for the kiddies. It's crass. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Many in the um, realm of spiritual beliefs that you, myself, <laughs> Pete, and Carl hold would probably say that's filth and we shouldn't be watching it. And Absolutely. You know what? You're yep. probably right, yep. but I don't care. Um, I'm a massive Ryan Reynolds fan. I yeah. think that every so often a char- a, an actor is born to play a role. Mm. Mm-hmm. And very seldom does that actor get a second chance at a do-over yeah. for playing that role. Uh, yeah, obviously, man. Ryan Reynolds having played Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins Wolverine. We just don't uh, talk which, about that. And and that was not his fault. No. That was poor writing. That hurt so much. You took the Merc with the mouth and you took away his mouth. Yeah. What in the blue gravy? Um, Someone was very unhappy that day. That's all I'm going to say. Right? Very ticked Um, off. So Deadpool's amazing. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. (laughs) In my lifetime... There are very few moments that I would categorize as the biggest news in film, in the world of film. Yeah, yeah, film history. In my lifetime. Yeah, man. One of them was certainly Disney's bought Star Wars and there's more Star Wars coming. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. It was supposed, it was done. Oh yeah, yeah, it was over. Yeah, we were yeah. never going to get more Star Wars. It was done. Yeah. We saw we saw the the two trilogies connected and everything That's lined right. up, and and that was it. It was done. That's right. So that was a big moment. But in my lifetime, to date, I believe that the biggest piece of news, the biggest internet shattering, I've got goosebumps. I cannot believe, like. Am I being trolled right now because this can't be real? <laughs> was that Hugh Jackman was donning the claws yeah. one more time. Mm. One last time again mm-hmm. mm. to come play Logan. Oh, man. Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. I like, think all I... of nerdum squealed like little girls at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, not gonna lie. And it's right up there with like it's almost tied with Michael Keaton's going to be Batman again. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Like I teared up. I yeah, teared up yeah. when I found out about Michael Keaton. I was like, I, what? Yeah, <laughs> and the fact suit, that we'll never man. see Bat the Batgirl film. Like oh. it must tr- truly be as terrible as they're saying it is, like and just is bad and they can't, legally they can't show it now. Like people no. are holding out hopes that, but but they've now Warner Brothers has claimed it as a tax write off. So I don't think they ever wow. legally can release it. Oh dang! Without okay. it being fraud. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. That so still sucks. That that blows. So like I don't think Brandon we're ever Frazier, ever man. going to see that. It. Yeah. But, anyways. Deadpool 3. Now, Deadpool 3 was supposed to come out next fall, year from now. Right. Over a year from now. Right. And then a little while ago, we got glorious news that Deadpool 3 was way ahead of schedule. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we were going to be getting it in May. Yeah, man. That it was less than a year away. Here comes Deadpool <sighs> 3. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, and then the actors went on strike. Mm-hmm. And... Not only does it now look like Deadpool 3 may not be coming out in May of 2024, there has now been no such release date given. It is currently not on the release schedule. Now, it's still coming. Don't get me wrong. It's still going to happen. Yeah. But we have but, no idea when. Well, and the hard part is, as you had like mentioned earlier, right? Like Reynolds being able to go off the cuff, which that's his right, whole which jam, right? Before he couldn't do, but now he's not even allowed to show up on set. Right? Because now the actors are on strike. Like, oh, And they the, were only partway through film. Like, they weren't done filming. So, yeah, cameras have stopped rolling. Now, oh. this is true on many films. This isn't yeah, like, ooh, yeah. Deadpool 3. But, you know. But still, like There's rumors Deadpool. going around that Dune 2 might get pushed into next year now instead of coming out of Christmas. Oh, okay. But we don't know yet. Yeah. But this is, uh, this is heartbreaking. How heartbroken are you uh, that uh, Deadpool 3, we don't even know when now. We don't even well, know. Like, to be honest, from the set photos of what I saw, that, like, oh, man, it it looks like it's going to be the destruction of the 20th century uh, Fox, you know, oh, that film image? company. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh man. Like, How, and what a stroke of genius that image is. Like, all they need is that. And it's enough now, for you, all of us to go nuts on. <laughs> have you heard the rumors or the theories about where that image, where that set place is supposed to be within the film um no i have not heard anything on that front i know of the rumored cast that's supposed to be in it and it oh well there's all kinds like halle berry posted an image of her with like storm-esque hair yeah on her instagram and we're all like hang on a second yeah man like (laughs) gene gray coming back and it's just like oh flip yes like all kinds of storm and 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 we know that Sir Patrick Stewart has been told to be like to stand by yeah, and man. be prepared and like yeah. uh, all, all kinds of stuff. But the theory, oh. because Deadpool 3 has a very important job, which is to bridge the worlds and bring Deadpool into the MCU. Absolutely. 100%. And the theory based on aesthetics. Now, picture the aesthetic. They're kind of in the <laughs> desert, the kind of whatever. <laughs> But you could apply color grading and whatever. Like, you could make this yeah. look a little bit different than it currently does. Yeah, yeah, And we see sort of like this desecrated 20th Century Fox logo <laughs> stuck into the ground. <laughs> Which is the theory amazing. Oh. Is, and it, may, it totally checks out and makes sense. Yeah, man. That this is all taking place in the void at the end of the time from the Loki series. Where universes, where stuff from universes Ooh. go to die. Mm, and you're like, so oh, good. wow, that makes total sense. Yes. Like, I, I can't poke any holes in that. Heck yes. Yeah. Man. Oh. Yeah. Because it's something that exists outside of a specific universe, which they'll have to be in at some point in order to change universes. Oh. Yeah. Man. 
I love it. Yeah, it's no, genius. I'm I'm a big fan of it, and mainly because you know we got Hugh back, which oh yeah, the the only man that can actually rightfully wield the the wonderful adamantium claws. Like my goodness, oh. When it's I saw so him in the original outfit, I, I actually cried and, like, peed my pants a little, at, which was really awkward because my wife was right there watching me. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. But, like, it just, like, oh, no, I I, I, I definitely squealed. Uh, I love that they're bringing the outfit. I love I love Hugh. And, in fact, I, I, will, I will tell you this because this is how far I went into excitement on it. Um... Have you please tell me you've seen The Greatest Showman? Of course. Okay, so like amazing. And Hugh Jackman singing, oh my gosh. Like, I need to hug that man's vocal cords. Um yep. after seeing that and like being amped about Hugh Jackman coming back, and knowing that Ryan Reynolds has also done musicals now, thanks to uh this past Christmas, um with uh Will Farrell. Like, come on. Uh now I need them to do a musical in Deadpool 3. Oh, interesting. I, I, I need this now because like... Yeah, that Will Ferrell movie? Oh. Listen, I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. Yeah, man. That film was amazing. That became a... Every, there's a couple of films that every year for Christmas I have to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One is Home Alone. Yes, sir. One Absolutely. is the 2000 Jim Carrey's Grinch. Oh, fair point. Okay, fair enough. One is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. And now yes. is 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 this new one. Because it was just so well done. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's what I, I actually posted on Twitter, which is now X, um, to Ryan Reynolds and tagged in Hugh... Uh, Hugh Jackman is like, uh, so guys, you two need to work out your differences and make your musical. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. come on. It's right here. Just do it. Yeah. Spirited was so good. Um, oh, and so they good. will. And you know, yes, I agree. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is incredible. Oh, man. As Wolverine. Oh, man. Don't get me wrong. I do f actually believe this is it. Oh, yeah. 100% is going to be claws, Which yeah, means man. they are going to recast him. That the MCU will have a Wolverine and it's not going to be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I, because again, I think any, any character can be recast. Yeah. Because again, the character doesn't character. serve the actor, the actor That's serves fair. the character. That's fair. And my opinion, and not everyone agrees with this, Ooh, but you can look it up after take. the show and there's some really really cool done fan edits and the guy has got the body for it and if you haven't seen him in anything recently then much like um robert pattinson people are going to say well the guy from blah 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 like what, what are you talking about no no no. look at like actually look at some of his like smaller dramatic role projects dude i'm ready i i I think Zac Efron could be the new Wolverine. I really do. Really? Okay. I really do. Yeah, I really do. I think he's a good actor. And, okay. uh, and the guy's uh, got a body carved out of Olympus. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just... He's just gravy. Uh, 
That's I'm going to send you right now. I do this occasionally, and it's frustrating for the listeners because they can't see it. But I'm on Facebook right now. I'm sending you an image. I'm ready. Op- op- open the image. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. Yep. Yep. That's fair. I can I can vibe it. It's a younger Wolverine vibe. It's young. Well, it's, I mean, it's going to have to be. Oh, right? yeah. But it, it's be fine because it'll be 616's Wolverine, who maybe that's a younger guy. So, so every part of me wants to do... Again, on the musical vibe, because, you know, Zac Efron, great showman. We just literally just jumped on that. He should, like, come in and uh, he goes, I'm on the other side. And just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. So, like, all musical nerds will be like, ah! All other comic book nerds will be like, huh? Like, pardon? What's going on here? Yeah. No. That would be hilarious if that were the case. Oh, I want... I'm not going to lie. If they... When they recast Wolverine, I kind of want to do a little bit of justice to the comics, because... He was a tall dude. And comic book wise, Wolverine is a like short five dude. Foot, yeah. Yeah, he's like five foot eight. Like if that. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like Oh, I think he's shorter than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let me pull up stats here. How gotta- <laughs> tall is Wolverine? Gotta double check the these things. Comics. I guarantee you some listeners will be like, oh my guys, you're so dumb. How do you not know this? In the comics. He Ready. is five foot two. Five foot two? Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's a munchkin. What? I was wrong. Oh man, which I, is too short. Ah! It's too short. I don't know that anyone would buy that. And who are you gonna find? Yeah, who are you gonna find to play Wolverine that's five foot two? Yeah, that's. Mm. Shoot. Yeah, that's fair. How tall is Zach <laughs> Efron? He's probably like five foot eleven. He's five eight. Five eight. Why? He's a short guy. We could sell He's that. He's a shorter dude. Okay. We could sell this that. Is already I mean, I'm up. five seven. I could be Wolverine. Well, hurry up and bulk up. Like, let's go, man. Like, come no, on. No, no, it's twenty twenty three. It's you know. <laughs> I'll even give Wolverine. you the beard transplant. I got tons of it here. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, moving on. Oh, Disney man. Plus. Ooh, the home yo, of everything yeah. MCU, everything Star Wars, and everything that I grew up watching as a kid, basically. All the TV shows, Boy Meets World. Yeah, man. You know? Or Pepper it, Ann. Can't, don't forget. Pepper Ann, Pepper, Pepper Ann. Ann. Pepper Ann, Pepper Yeah, right? It's all there. <laughs> Recess. Oh, it's all there. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Now, man. when Disney Plus launched, Disney Plus launched at a ridiculously, here in Canada, we're going to be talking Canada numbers. You know, eh? Yeah, eh? <laughs> when, Ca- when Disney Plus launched here in Canada, it launched mm. at, well, it launched everywhere at a ridiculously low price, but I can only speak to, you know, the Canadian dollars. Um, yes. Here in Canada, it launched at eight ninety nine. Yeah, man. Which was super cheap. And we're all like, so oh, good. shit. Yeah, I can afford Disney Plus. Like, Oh, heck yes. Cool. Because at that point, Netflix was already up to like 14 bucks or something. And yeah. so Disney Plus, it was it was a hell of a deal. Yeah. And over time, and I knew, I knew when that launched that it wasn't going to stay that price. Mm. And over time, the price has gone up slowly but surely. And yeah. now it has gone up again. Yep. Now the cost of Disney Plus here in Canada is going up to $15. Yep. 
15 bucks a month. 15 buckaroos. Which, listen, is still an amazing deal. Yeah. For what you're getting, it's still a ridiculous deal. Now, where it becomes a, a less of a good deal is that we now, you know, when we all cut cable, it was, it was <laughs> oh, well, streaming is the cheaper, it's going to be the cheaper way. That's right. It's cheaper and it's better and it's blah, blah, blah. But now, I mean, if you want to stay current on all the shows, mm-hmm. if you want to watch... Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things, you got to have Netflix. That's right. You want to watch Star Wars and MCU, you got to have Disney Plus. That's right. You want to watch Game of you Thrones wa- and <laughs> and you know whatever and DC stuff. That's right. You got to have HBO Max. Yep. Or just Max now it's called. Oh, because I even thought you had to, that that wasn't even available in Canada. You had to go in Canada. It's not in Canada. It's called Crave. Yeah. Yeah, we get all our HBO stuff through Crave. That's right. Do you want to watch? You want to watch Rings of Power? You got to have Amazon Prime. Yeah, man. I don't know why I said that. So Amazon, 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 Amazon Prime. That's right. Right, like it's it's just you know, and some you want to watch. Um, I think Yellowstone was on Paramount. <gasps> yes, that's right. Paramount Plus and and yeah, other man. stuff is on NBC Peacock. And that's right. And it just like it it adds up. It or adds showcase up in a freaking if you hurry. wanted showcase too, you had to do stack TV too. And yep. so, yeah, yeah, man. So now the other interesting thing is that Disney is also talking about adding an eight dollar a month ad supported tier. Um, so oh. you'd be able to pay peanuts on the dollar. <laughs> yeah, and you'll just have some commercials that you have to watch. Now, what isn't super clear yet, though, is um, whether or not it will be their full catalog. Because mm. Netflix did this a little while ago when they introduced their their um, the their ad-supported tier. Yeah, and yeah. the problem with Netflix's ad-supported tier is not only was it not the entire library, like there were some things missing. Mm-hmm. But it only supported up to 720p, which I went on this massive, how archaic, yeah, and and primordial and <laughs> like what 720? Like yeah. I understand not offering 4K on your on your ad ad supported tier, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not even going to give people 1080p. Yeah, like, come on. Like, what is happening? So they are saying that with Disney, the ad-supported tier will support up to 1080p, um, and that the, um, it will be 4K on, on the higher ones that you have to pay for, pay more Mm. for. Um, the other thing that's coming is much like Netflix, Disney is, is, throwing around the fact that in 2024, the crackdown on password sharing is going to be coming. <sighs> and listen, I, I get it. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't ever argue with it. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot argue with a company saying, Hey, we want people to stop sh- stealing our content. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's understandable. Like, I get at it. At the end of the day, it's like, Hey, we're giving you content that you're not paying for. It's true. So we'd like you to either stop using the service or start paying for it. Um, and so, like, I, I get it. I do. And I don't yeah. 
you know, I'm never going to be like, oh, it's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I get it. What doesn't make any sense to me, though, is unlike other subscriptions, like every most subscription services let you have multiple different profiles, right? right? So that your suggestion, your history, your continue watching is specific to you. Absolutely. With Disney Plus, they let you have like seven profiles. Yeah, man. Is that not, is seven profiles not basically saying, hey, share it with the guy that lives next door? Like, That's what right. household yeah. needs seven profiles? Oh, dude, I 100% get that. And that's where the sharing thing to me is just like, um, we actually do that. So I've got one for me. I've got one for my wife. I got one for my kids. And then I actually, because, you know, my, my parents like checking out stuff. I'm like, sure. hey, man, like they, they support us. We they, they take care of us. So it's like, yo, man, like here, here's uh, your own channel where you can check yep. out your stuff. And that way, like whatever you're wanting to watch, do they ever hop on it? No, because my dad doesn't know which account this is. That's what just makes it. it. Right. He's just like, I don't know. I didn't realize we were the mouse. It's like, sure, dad. Yeah. That's cool. But He's like, like, uh, you know what? I was, I couldn't figure it out. And I don't, I really don't need to see the, the Pam and Tommy show that badly. So I'm just right. going to. Yeah. Well, and it saves him having to figure out payment and stuff like that, which I know sure. he could figure out, but it's just like, you know, like if our kids are over there, I want to be able to go, hey, go over to Nana and Papa's. You can like watch this, you know, your channel. So you'll stick to that. And then, yep. hey, uh, folks, this is probably for, restricted. Like they won't be able to access a lot of the stuff on Star. Yeah. 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 And whatever it's the else. Kids, uh, they can't theme, watch. Like, they can't theme. stumble upon Predator. No. Not yet, at least. We're working no. on it. Um, but no. There will be an appropriate time to say, <laughs> okay, course. I'm showing you Predator now. You need to see a wonderful alien go nuts. Like, yeah. it's just, it's what's needed. Um, but yeah, like, absolutely. Because I'm getting my parents in. They get to check this kind of stuff. And then you get to have that. But yeah, we haven't even used all ours. <laughs> it's, yeah, seven. It's, it's kind of like, what are you going to do seven. with seven? Right? I mean, like, like, even if you and your wife, I understand... You yeah. and your wife having your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you're watching on your own, you're into different things, right? Like with, right. like with streaming services, if my girlfriend and I had our, just if we just shared one, I'd be like, no, I don't want to watch Gilmore Girls. Stop Thank it. you, right? Right. Like, 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 enough. Just different I've, vibes. I've, I, had I wanted to watch Grey's Anatomy, I would have by now. So just <laughs> Netflix, leave me alone, right? right? And so, you know, and, 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 on the flip side of that, she doesn't want to watch the Dahmer series, right? right. And so it's like it, 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 that works out. But even if you have your own, that then assumes that you have five kids, which some people do. But even if you have five kids, why are you letting each kid have their own profile? You're not. Right. right. What kind of silver spoon crap is that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I don't know. Interesting. Diner. We'll have to see. Oy. Moving on to our final topic. Yes. Mm. Now, we've talked a little bit about Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Spider-Man. Being mm -hmm. the best Spider-Man, by the way. Ooh, absolutely. Uh, and um, <laughs> now, rumors have gone around. There's a story mm. going around right now mm -hmm. that Kevin Feige, prior to the actor strike, approached Andrew Garfield about appearing in the upcoming Avengers Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. Now, we there's a couple of things here. 
-hmm. Number one, does it make sense? Well, Andrew Garfield has already been introduced as a part of the multiverse within the MCU. So, check. If you know anything about the Secret Wars storyline in the comics, I mean, everyone's invited. That's right. So, I guess check. Yeah, 100%. Um, We're in the middle of what they're calling the multiverse saga. So, Mm -hmm. people popping in from here, there, and everywhere is sort of to be expected. That's right. So, check. Yeah. In different backgrounds and vibes. Absolutely. Sure. 100%. Would it make... It would it would it take away from it being an Avengers film if Andrew Garfield played a large role in the Secret Wars film? Mm. I, I I tend to think so. Yes, that mm. it would make it less of an Avengers film and potentially more of a multiverse Spider-Man film because then, like, who else are you going to bring in? Uh so okay. I, I would I would have a little bit of pushback on that. Um, okay. Only for the factor, and it was not an amazing film. I, I will full-fledged admit it. But Doctor Strange. Multiverse Madness. Right. Like, they brought this capacity for alternate Avengers. Yeah. Which I thought... Which I think everyone's wrong, by the way. I loved Multiverse Madness. Thank goodness. Because, oh man, I thought they landed so well on separate universe Avengers. I thought oh, and that was... Sam Raimi's horror oh. approach to Wanda... Holy snap. <laughs> like there's times where I'm sitting in the theater going, this is, uh, this is tense. This is, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, especially how she's taken out everybody like, wow. Um, Oh yeah. Like y- your brain explode. Professor X, by the way, was so amped to see the nineties version. Professor X. Oh my oh, goodness. Music. L- little Mike just got amped. So wicked hard. Um, childhood me cried a lot um i think i think if they stuck to something like that had that f- that vibe of who could andrew garfield be paired with of alternate versions of and have it really as a as a different tiered level kind of thing i, I really think he could he could pull it out he wouldn't be as big of a personality, he definitely would probably be a carrying weight in that kind of group, depending on who you had. Like, sure. Honestly, I would, I would, here, here's, here's my hot pick of what I would love to see in the secret wars Avengers vibe. I want Henry Cavill as captain Britain. Ooh, interesting. Cause <laughs> you're about to say Superman. I was like, okay, <laughs> hang on. Hold on. Hold on. Hang this on. isn't, this isn't a Malgaverse. What is this? Like, get out of here, nerd. No. Yeah. I want Henry Cavill as, uh, as captain Britain because it adds a whole other dynamic, especially with Peggy Carter really paving the way for a British superhero vibe. She yep. did fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I would love to see some more like, a different take on Namor maybe would be really kind of cool. Like the, the original comic book vibe, kind of this harsh punk vibe to them. Um, I don't know who they would have to cast for that. That'd be a tough call. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would love an alternate version 
Avengers Secret Wars kind of deal. But those two would have to be the forerunner. Because I just want right. to see the banter. That's all I want. <laughs> That's I yeah. desperately want it. Yeah. 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 I, I think so, it's a possibility. I think it could really what, work. What I will say is that there is a film pundit mm. that I follow online who has a lot of connections within Hollywood. Ooh. And they were, a couple days ago, via text, they were sent a link to the original article that Andrew Garfield had gotten this offer. Immediately followed from someone who is in the know and close to the source and, and, and would know. Immediately followed by a text message that said, by the way, this is 100% not true. Oh. Now, it doesn't mean that it won't happen. No, I know, but... Oh, but it means man. that as of right now, Andrew Garfield will not be appearing. Oh. Now, I want to do something with you real quick here. Yeah, throw it down, man. Throw it down. And Because that's it. That's it for the movie news. Yeah, man. And I want to do something real quick that we had not planned, but <laughs> you're the guy... To do this with. Oh. Now, can you see the screen that yes, I just I can. shared with you? I love it. Okay. Now. Here, I'll even put on my camera. A couple of weeks ago, Carl and I, more than a couple of weeks ago now, Carl and I did, we each came up with our dream casting for James Gunn's new DC universe. Ooh. And this is my dream casting list. Okay. And this was before anyone had been announced. Before we knew who our new Superman was, who we now know. We now know our new Lois. We know we know mm-hmm. a couple of things now. And this all mm-hmm. happened before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, bear in mind, we didn't know then what we know now. Right. But this is just, I'm going to show you this, the same slideshow that I've made publicly available to our listener. Um, but this is, this is, this is who I would want. Yeah. And if you've got time, I'd love to run through it real quick because oh, absolutely. you're the type of guy that, that you know, you're going to nerd out about this stuff with me. And you oh, you talked about someone, you, I thought of this when you said the whole Jensen Ackles thing, right? Because mm. we were talking about dream castings and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. here we go. Yeah, man. So my casting for Batman is Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan? He's a younger Batman. Now, again, and this was before we found out even, this was before we even found out that they were doing Brave and the Bold, that they were going to have a Damian Wayne, all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? So, but Jamie mm-hmm. Dornan, he's the Fifty Shades of Grey guy. He played mm-hmm. the sheriff and the wolf in um, the first season of Once Upon a Time. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the guy's jacked. He's got that Bruce yeah. Wayne look there in that suit. Like, yeah, so that's, that's my pick. And he's 40. So it's not unreasonable that he could have a a younger Damian Wayne esque yeah. son as Robin. Yeah, that's fair. I could next up that. Superman. Okay. Now this is no longer relevant because obviously we know who our <laughs> Superman is. It's fair. But I wanted Nicholas Holt. Really? Who played Beast in yeah. the the young X Men films that we got. Dang. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, to me, he's okay. just got that look. I'm like, I, you know, I could see it. Now, Wonder Woman. Okay. Alexandra. Oh, Didari. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, mm, okay. Shoot. No. And I'm not the only person. Yeah. Like some of these fan castings are like other people are clamoring over these castings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Castings as well, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Aquaman. This is what I'm standing by. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. I want Alexander Skarsgård to play Aquaman. Oh, yes. Yes. Proper Arthur Curry. Yes, man. Yeah, I could vibe. I could vibe. Okay, Flash. Lucas Till. Oh! Now I get it. He's not redheaded, and that's that's a sticking point for Carl. Carl wants a redheaded Barry Allen. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he he doesn't want Barry. He wants a Wally West is what he, he wants. Right, he wants Wally yeah, West. Yeah, that's and, and he's okay. not, he was not an Ezra Miller fan. He didn't like that portrayal. Yeah. He's maybe seen a little bit of Grant Gustin in the, the Arrowverse show, but not ah. much of it. Like, he never watched the Arrowverse stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, Lucas Till. Lucas Till is my choice for The Flash. I could dig it. Okay. Green Arrow. Oh, okay. Come Glenn on, Powell buddy. from the the... Uh, Top Gun Maverick movie that we just got. Oh, not my pick, but I like it. I, okay, yeah. okay, not my pick. But put, a, but put a beard and a mustache on the guy because that's you know <laughs> yeah. we need that we need that look. Now this one I'm so proud of because okay. for Green Lantern I chose Nathan Fillion. Oh yes, who we now yes. know has been cast as Green Lantern. Now it's the Guy <sighs> Gardner version. And when I cast this, I was assuming Hal Jordan. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I would we're have getting, given him Hal Jordan. But yeah, easily. Nathan Fillion's going to be our Guy Gardner Green Lantern. That is official. Oh, my goodness. Next up, Lex Luthor. Ooh. Mark Strong, who many people will know from <sighs> the Kingsman series. Mm-hmm. Played oh, Merlin and broke my heart singing Country Road, Take Me Home, as he was standing on the landmine ready to... Oh, I cried. Do away with himself. I cried. Oh, oh yep. so tough. Okay, mm. this is a big one. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this one. I think I know what this one's going to be. Skeet Ulrich. Oh, nope, totally wrong. Who not only played Jughead's dad in yeah. Riverdale, but is the original killer from the first Scream film. Scream movie. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. This guy That's can fair. portray crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. image on the left. You you put some white makeup. You turn that hair green. Yeah, he's yeah. got a weird That's, vibe on him. I like it's it. My choice. Yeah, he's yeah. got the he's got the crazy eyes. He's got yeah, the crazy man. eyes. Zod. Ooh. We went deep with some of these castings. We we casted yeah. some characters that they may not otherwise. Draw Butler. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, especially, okay. If they would have done that <laughs> with Henry Cavill, like, you get stronger vibes with Gerard Butler. I'm sorry sure. to say. I d- like I oh, do yeah. like Michael Shannon. He was but, good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cyborg. Ooh. John Boyega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a great actor. I think he got done dirty by Star Wars. I think so, too. But I think John Boyega, none of the issues with Finn are John Boyega's fault. No. No, 100%. He's got a good vibe to it. Martian Manhunter. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I mean, 
the, the rule with films is it's never a bad thing to add talent. Mm-hmm. And and Chiwetel Ejiofor is clearly a man of talent. Yeah, man. Satana. Yeah, man. <sighs> Megan, Megan Ori. Ori. Aww. Who's been in some smaller TV stuff? Like she doesn't have a big film career going right now. Um, yeah. This one's based more off of look, I think. Yeah, that's because she's got the look. Yeah, Lois Lane. Now, obviously, we now know who our Lois Lane mm-hmm. is, so this is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But I thought Shailene Woodley. Oh, and I get a lot of people hate Shailene Woodley. A lot of people are not Shailene Woodley fans, and so it was a controversial pick. Hmm. But I'm a Shailene Woodley for Fault in Our Stars, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think she's good. I, yeah, I would have chose her. It. I can see it. Robin. Oh, oh no. Now, again, this was before we knew we were getting a Damian Wayne Robin. Right. And listen, oh. I get the hatred for Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that Timothy Chalamet is mm. on a trajectory to be not quite as good at as, but in the same thought bubble as someone like Daniel Day-Lewis. I do think that this mm. kid is on his way to be one of okay. the big greats. So that's it. That's yeah. my casting. Okay. That's my okay. casting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I know, right? I, right? I just want I can Mark see Strong. him. I can see him as definitely a Tim Drake. Like he he has the vibes of like super smart. Yeah, not definitely not assessing. necessarily a Damien or a um, Dick Grayson. No, not a Dick Grayson. Dick, yeah, that's a hard cast to just throw. Even in there. he could even be like if he portrayed a real Dick, like not Dick Grayson, but like a real asshole. He could yeah, be yeah. a Jason Todd. He could be a Jason yeah. Todd. He he'd have to bulk a little. He'd have to and bulk then, a it, little, and it would be good. Yeah. And then you have room for the whole death in the family story, right? Like yes. you can, you could do that over oh. several films, bring them back several films later and do yeah. the whole warped and twisted and then red hood thing. And, and Batman like reeling over the loss of the guilt that he feels over this the brokenness, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the brokenness. 100%. Anyways, folks, that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Movie Men Podcast. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed down below. We have a Patreon page for as little as a dollar a month, which you cannot, you can't even like, forget Starbucks. You can't go get like a Coffee Time, Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, whatever it is. You cannot get a coffee for that money. Mm. like it it's ridiculous dollar a month you can support the show it gives you access to all kinds of bonus content and then we have other tiers there where you get increased voting power when we post votes on what film we're going to watch and review next we also have merch we have a merch page t-shirts and sweaters and stickers and water bottles and coffee mugs and teddy bears wearing movie men t-shirts I swear to you, that's 100% a thing. That's it's adorable. It's 
good and it's like we when we make the merch and we put it on the merch page we have the opportunity to set the margin at whatever we want and uh <laughs> it's all at an incredibly low non-existent margin because we just yeah. want you wearing the merch like we're not yeah. uh we're not in it to make any money so uh yeah nice. so make sure you check out that and before we go mike please plug oh away tell us <laughs> what you're up to and where to find it um, yeah, so I run this nerdy ministry called Graphic Word. Um, we've been doing that for five years. What, what? Um, essentially, uh, we take nerdy things and have it connect to Bible stuff. I'm a huge nerd, and I'm a huge dude who follows this dude called Jesus. Um, you can check us out, actually, at different spots. We have our own Twitch channel, which actually is going to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, we got stuff coming at you. Um, yeah, go to twitch.tv slash graphicwordlive, and you can totally check us out there. Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook at GWNerds, and uh, we have our own podcast. That's, of course, Graphic Word Live uh, via podcast oh man now i'm trying to even remember where it's about uh <laughs> on anchor fm sure you could do that at uh podcast or spotify too we're there as well um so check us out just type in graphic word or graphic word live we're there also on youtube same handle um and check out some of our guys uh i i'm boldly trying to say that we are not just a mike wilson show we are pushing Lots of different nerds who are able to share a different style of content. I just happen to like to make all these weird connections to comics, movies, and or other nerdy genres to faith. And so if you like that kind of stuff, if you are a Jesus dude, sweet, chat with me. If you are a nerdy dude or dudette, I need to say dude, dudette, whatever awesome identifiers throw it out there. Yo, come our way. We we'd love to have you, and we also have our Discord, uh, Discord.io/slash GW Nerds Unite, and you can be part of the nerdy community uh, where it's just nerd all the time, and and get to see all the craziness that we are like and do. Sick. Yeah, yeah make sure you check that out, and uh, we'll post some of those. Michael, send me a list of links, and we'll make sure they're posted in the show notes below. So that you yes. can uh, access all of those much easier than trying to navigate a URL bar. So, yeah. <laughs> Just a little all bit. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, um, both to the listener and to Mike. It has been uh, it's been sweet. And we'll definitely have you back at some point. We, um, we review a lot of the upcoming or newly released comic book films. Mm. Um, and so we may have to uh, have you back on at some point to wax poetic, maybe about the upcoming Marvel's movie. Ooh. We'll see, uh, we'll see yeah, what we can yeah. do. So yeah, we can do that. All right. Well, until next time, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I got, say something witty, Mike. Don't, don't pick your nose and eat it. Yeah, I, that's solid. <laughs> that's super solid. I try and help, man. That's, you know, advice from a parent. <laughs> <laughs>